Welcome to See Uncovered, a place where you'll find the stories of proven entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Ashley Henschel. family members. And I did grow up on a dirt street, but luckily I had a lot of great support um, in, in my life. I had great teachers. I was part of Head Start. I was part of Girl Scouts. I had a great library system. And all of those two allowed me to develop my potential and to believe in myself. And luckily I had learned that I was good in science and math and had the confidence. So I became an engineer. I studied math and science and became an engineer. And I had been uh, so enamored with space that I was able to get a job at NASA's Jet Proportion Laboratories and was, on a, was a rocket scientist on two missions, which is the Solar Polar Mission and Voyager 2, which went by Jupiter. Uh, so I just really love that opportunity. But I also had an opportunity then to go to Stanford and earn my master's. And I earned my master's in engineering um, at a time where there weren't a lot of people that were like me that were earning their degrees in engineering at Stanford. And that's right when Silicon Valley was taking off, ground zero for the internet. I was able to start in engineering and move on and become um, a tech exec. Then I moved to Austin where I worked at Dell. And then um, I left Dell and started a technology company that I sold. With. And then I decided to use my powers for good in, in education. And that got me to the White House. Uh, and then I gave back to the Girl Scouts and got on their national board and then became the CEO. And I thought I'd do that for a year, then for maybe two or three years, I was there for four. So I just recently, you know, let go of that opportunity. And um, I'm really going back into the world of technology now. You've lived such an outstanding life. The accomplishments you made are just incredible. Next one is what advice do you have for women who are trying to break through in the business world? You know, what's really important is to have confidence. That's very important. And the other thing is not just education and just to rely on your educational degree. You're, the world is changing so fast. You're constantly having to be a curious learner. So I'd really, uh, really ask them to think about how can you be a curious learner so that you're learning about the world around you and how it's changing. You don't have to go it alone. So get some friends that complement your skills. That's so important. Um, you can get a buddy that maybe finances isn't your strength, but somebody who can explain your company's fine, you know, financial balance sheet to you so that you're able to describe how your contributions make a difference. If it's in a publicly uh, held company, how your contributions make a difference to the shareholder value. That will get people's attention because now you're speaking executive speak, right? So, and then the other one is, you know, women, sometimes when we hear no, we've been told stop. So I like to tell women, you know, never give up on an opportunity unless you've heard no at least three times. It's a great rule of thumb to have. Yeah. <laughs> what is an important piece of advice that you would give to a new entrepreneur? So with a new entrepreneur, there's several really important pieces of advice. One is the oxygen is cash flow right? Cash flow is oxygen. <laughs> so you've got to make sure you've got oxygen. So that's very important. You got to have capital. You got to have money. Um, the other thing is you've got to have that vision and kind of that single-minded focus on that. Uh, when you're an entrepreneur, you're in a creative phase and a creation phase. 
it's really hard to have a balanced life in a creation phase. So when somebody's trying to start something and they're saying, oh, I'm having a hard time having a balanced life. Well, guess what? When you're an entrepreneur, that's kind of what it takes. You know, you're creating something. Um, so that does take an enormous amount of, of time. Um, I like to say that, you know, again, because I like rockets, I worked at NASA, is that, you know, it takes a tremendous amount of energy to leave the gravitational pull. But once you've escaped the gravitational pull, it takes less energy. When you're creating a new business, it takes a tremendous amount of energy to break that. So just to realize that for an entrepreneur. And then the other thing is you've got um, the first person you have to convince that you can make this happen is yourself. And once you've convinced yourself, that confident confidence comes through uh, because you're going to get a lot of no's and you just got to keep going through it. What are some basic skills that you think are that are most important for a new CEO to have, be successful? So if you're a CEO, it depends if you're a CEO of a publicly traded company or a nonprofit or like a, a startup. So if you are a publicly traded comp company, you have to talk in the language. You're basically, you know, you have shareholders, you have customers, and you have to talk in that language. You have to talk about shareholder value and those types of things. When you are in a um, new company, when you're starting a new company, you've got to be laser focused on customers, right? So that you can start growing because if you don't have customers, you don't have a business. So that's what matters most. So you have to be so customer focused. And as you begin to grow the business, and then as you begin to make it larger, then you need to have additional business skill set um, in addition to that. And then the other one, when you're in the nonprofit, is really focus on your mission and what is the mission of your business. And and um, you know, I know that's why I was so successful at Girl Scouts. I had a huge business background, and and those types of skills were really good. And then I really aligned them with the mission of the business, which was to create girls of courage, confidence, and character who made the world a better place. And I focused that with STEM. And, you know, you gave girls all these amazing STEM skills and experiences, and it worked out really well. Next one is, can you talk about your time working for NASA and now working for the Girl Scouts and what you do and your passion and how you got started there? Yeah, so, you know, when um, I went to work at NASA's Jet Proportion Labs, um, that was right out of school, so that was pretty cool. Um, but, you know, I learned a few things uh, working on two different types of missions. So one mission was, was pass, you know, Voyager 2 was passing by the planet right then. And that was an exciting time. I like to equate that to Christmas um, because that's like when everything is happening. And some of the iconic images we have of Jupiter are from that Voyager 2 mission. So that was really exciting. But once the spacecraft passes on and it's going to the next planet, um, it takes a long time, sometimes years, right? And then the same thing with the, uh, the solar polar project, you know, trying to figure out how do you get a spacecraft within you know, 3 million miles to the sun, which sounds like a long distance. But uh, if you think about it, if you think about a football field and one end zone to the other, that's about how far we are to the sun. And we wanted to send a spacecraft kind of like to the three yard line. Okay, now that means it has to handle a huge amount of heat, nuclear radiation, nuclear wind, you know, getting hit by asteroids. There's so many things. And some of the technology hadn't even been created. So I knew that was gonna take a long time. So, and at that time I got accepted into Stanford. So I thought, wow, these projects are in the decades and it's time to go, go take that opportunity at Stanford. Now I got into Girl Scouts because um, actually kind of going back to Stanford, um, somebody had interviewed me in the 2000 aughts 
And they said I was one of the first male or female Hispanics to have gotten their graduate engineering degree from Stanford. And unfortunately, I was still one of the few. And when they asked me why it was, I like had not thought about it, but they said, well, why you were grew up in Southern New Mexico. We really weren't recruiting from that area. How did you know about Stanford? And then how were you prepared with the technical ability to not only get in, but you did really well. (laughs) So the more we kind of unpacked that, I realized that it was the Girl Scout experience that had gotten me interested in science and math and given me that confidence because I made a rocket, an SD's rocket when I was earning my science badge. So I got involved in volunteering at Girl Scouts. I got on the national board. And then when their previous CEO left, they asked me to step in as interim. And then I said, I'll stay for a few years. And it turned into four. Um, So that's kind of how that experience happened. That's incredible. Would you say working now with the Girl Scouts is your passion coming through? And Well, I I stopped working there in August. um, And I said, you know, it was a really great experience. I really feel like I did what I set out to do, which was to make it much more relevant for girls, giving them the skills that they needed. We expanded the cookie season. We, uh, so that was revenue that could go to support girls programs. Uh, You know, 146 new programs in four years, that's unheard of in its history. 119 STEM badges on things like automotive, cyber coding, you know, design thinking. I mean, just some really cool stuff. So I feel really proud about that. But it's time for me to get back into tech. I think um, my perspective, my voice, my experience is really needed. And I think I can make some good contributions there. What is the most important thing to you? Or if you can't pick, maybe talk about which one. Education, experience, or a little both? So being a curious learner matters. And in today's world where things are changing so fast, you know, sometimes um, if you go kind of a traditional route, um, it, you know, it might slow you down quite a bit. It depends what you want to do, but it's important to be a curious learner because there's so much information out there that it's really important to stay on that. So one of the things actually that I did um, when I stepped down from Girl Scouts is I, I, I've taken some classes, you know, because I take, I've taken a brand co- class, uh, a brand intensive, because, you know, I learned about branding when it was Coke and Pepsi. I mean, how are you thinking about branding when it's digital, right? So I needed to refresh myself. And so I've done that. So it's really important to be um, a very curious learner, but it's also important to have experience. And, you know, because um, the real world operates a little differently, but you don't get that. If you, if you, if you're just looking at it theoretically, it's really different. And you learn so, so many intangibles by being in the field or having real world experience. So it's always good to have a blend of both. What did you do to make yourself stand out? You know, I constantly worked at getting better. I'll tell you that, you know, Malcolm Gladwell has a thing about 10,000 hours. I'll tell you my first speeches were absolute failures and duds. And um, I'll never forget, even it, I was asked to go speak at an all girls school. And I was talking about being an engineer and there was another woman and she was an engineer, but she had tr- uh, transferred her skills to go into fashion and specifically yoga clothes. All right. And then I talk like a traditional engineer, right? So it was so humbling for me that normally girls feel sorry for you and ask you a pity question. I didn't even get a pity question, you know? 
And I thought, boy, Sylvie, you did not connect with the audience. Uh, everything you said didn't land. Um, so it really caused me to take time to learn how to be more effective, uh, to be more relevant and impactful. And so a lot of it was giving talks to people. I created a demographics presentation, which most people are like snooze talking about demographics. People used to kid that, because I was living in Austin at the time, that I gave that presentation to like anybody who would fog a mirror. It's like, oh, there goes Sylvia. But you know what? That got me to give a TED Talk. It got so good that I ended up giving a TED Talk on that, right? Now, when I first started giving that presentation, not TED Talk worthy. Uh, but, you know, you've, you've got to work and get better at what you, you know, what your craft is. And just, you know, I think a lot of women, sometimes when you're trying something new, you say, well, I'm not good at it. Mm -hmm. well, it's like, guess what? Your first draft isn't going to be good. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. 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 It's like, come on. You're right. Oh, your first five weren't good. <laughs> you know, come on, let's go. Yeah. So keep going at it. Yeah. Keep working at it. It's my favorite question. If you could give a piece of advice to a teenage or college version of yourself, what would you say? I would actually say take more risks. You know, I'm really, um, when I look back and, I, and I'm, a, I'm a trailblazer, I admit it, I know it. I wish I had taken even more risks. Um, you know, I wish I'd asked for a lot more stock options. Um, you know, there was one time my company, my, my division brought in half of a company's profit, a publicly traded company, half of its profits. You know, yeah, they gave me a really nice incentive trip to Hawaii and stuff. You know what I should have said? Give me the options, right? Uh, you know, looking back, I should have been even more um, brazen, asking for more responsibility, that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, I, I think uh, I, would, I would say that. Um, and, you know, the other thing I would say, which is a lot easier now than um, it was back then, is network, stay connected to people. Um, now it's super easy with LinkedIn. But back then I lost touch with some people that I wished I hadn't lost touch with. Um, but, uh, you know, take more risks. Um, the last question is, and we kind of touched on it, what are you actively working on today? Well, you know, I'm really fortunate. I got um, asked to be on the Qualcomm board of directors. Um, so I'm really, it's a, it's a big corporate board, uh, $25 billion company. Um, you know, every mobile phone has their technology. Um, so really honored to be on that board. Um, so I'm really doing a deep dive on the semiconductor space right now to learn that. Um, so, you know, that to me is really important. And then really looking at, you know, what's my re-entry point into an operational role in, in technology. Thanks for listening to See Uncovered. You can check out more at www.createeveryopportunity.org. Thanks again.